Hey guys, I'm Rick. And I'm Dean. And this is another episode of Rated, guys. Welcome back. We back. Uh, yeah, really yeah. excited. Uh, I'm really excited today. Uh, two really good shows. Uh, you might get some high ratings on this episode. We have, of course, The Witcher and uh, The Boys. Two the and two very uh, male demographic oriented shows. Um, I would probably say, I mean, I'm not a female, so how the hell would I know? But I, myself, as a male, really enjoyed um, both of these shows. So I'm actually really excited to get in and chop it up with you, Rick. Uh, Rick, how how was your um, week? Um, we posted two episodes last week where it actually, uh, the second episode was kind of late coming out. That was on the producers. So that that dropped on Monday. That was our random banter, watch or crotch. We're getting some feedback on the names. Absolutely love it. Um, Rick, how was your week? Uh, what's new for the people? Say hi to the people. Anything that you want to say? Yo, no, nah, my week was good, man. I'm like you said, I'm excited about uh, us doing our two episodes a week now. We began some feedback. Our uh, our banter episode was a little silly, uh, but <laughs> I think it shows our personalities a little more too, which is cool. So you guys get to know us a little bit better and kind of connect with us on a, on a bit of a deeper level. Um, I'm with you though, man. I'm really excited about the episode we have today. Uh, we, we've uh, we've had some episodes where we've been not so kind to some shows that have gotten some critical acclaim, but I think these are two really good shows. We got a lot of positive things to say about this one. So, um, The Witcher obviously is uh, the most popular show in at least America right now, maybe the world. I knew it overtook The Mandalorian, which when I first heard mm-hmm. it surprised me. Um, but that, yeah, The Witcher, The Boys, two shows that are for the boys, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we'll try to diversify it a little bit and uh, maybe dip our toe into some more feminine shows <laughs> soon. <laughs> but uh, as it stands, uh, The Witcher especially was a show we definitely had to take care of and review, and The Boys mm-hmm. is a little little bit of a lesser talked about gem that we kind of want to bring to the forefront. Oh, absolutely. And as soon as I finished The Boys, I believe I watched it um, probably like around the end of summer. Everyone that I knew, I I reached out to them and said, hey, you know, this would be your favorite show. Um, the way that it was explained to me originally was this could be the next Game of Thrones, um, not in style uh, of, you know, realms and castles and stuff, but more so in the style of how it's so popular that it's such a household um, phenomenon kind of thing. So uh, The Boys is definitely one that I had on the list. And of course, The Witcher, um, as someone who's a big gamer, I actually have never played The Witcher, any of them. And um, due to that, due to the fact that I've never played them, I kind of figure people that are just casual gamers probably have never played or heard of The Witcher. Um, so I was a little bit surprised that it was the number one streamed show um, recently because, you know, just that the game is not that popular. But I have a lot of lines of questions for you and for the audience to ponder on uh, when we get to that review. But speaking of questions and the audience and pondering, we left you guys with a question at the end of the last episode. Uh, we had asked each other and you guys to submit what was the most disappointed you were for something that you were looking forward to at the end of uh, episode five. I was saying Spider-Man 3 when I was in high school. I was just a little... 14-year-old, I was so excited for Spider-Man 3, went to the movies, could not believe it, so I saw it twice. Um, so, yeah, that, that was really, really bad for me. I was heartbroken, really. And, Rick, I'm just going to go ahead and pave through and answer this one myself from last week, because I go almost it, jumped man. out and said it. Uh, the most disappointed that I ever was was the last season of game of thrones this was one that they made us wait for two years for basically and every single i used to joke around with people 
that like the I used to say that if the if you call the suicide hotline, they will tell you, nope, get that untie the rope. Season seven of Game of Thrones is coming. We need to know how it ends. And Rick, it was what after I watched it, I didn't have this visceral reaction, but the more I think about it, the worse it gets. It was pretty much dog shit. The characters acted so not like themselves. Um Jon Snow had like 12 different words that he said all season. Um, most of it was, I don't want it. Daenerys acted completely out of character. They just decided that someone was king. I, I'm actually going to not spoil it if, you, if you've never seen it. But the characters, rather than having this big, hey, you are the king because this makes sense. Nope. It was just, hey, I think that you should be king. Okay, cool. Goodbye. And it was just such a disappointing end to what I would, would tell people was the best show ever. Um, 10 out of 10 all the way up until season 6. And then after season 7, it put such a sour note on it. Um, so Rick, what have you been disappointed by? Did you watch Game of Thrones? Did you watch season 7? Am I way out of line here? What What are your thoughts on all this? No, I'm completely with you. Um, I'm going to pick, pick a new show for myself just to be a little different, but I gotta say I'm, uh, I completely agree with you. I think every Game of Thrones fan or TV fan for that matter uh, would agree with you because it was just like you said, hate to be uh, harsh, but it was dog shit. And um, the the earlier seasons were just masterpieces. They were just honestly, they were the most beautiful seasons, episodes, characters that we've ever seen in television history. That's how good it was. And it just fell off a freaking cliff in that last like <laughs> two seasons or so. I'm with you. Um, I think that last season, especially even the finale, just really left a sour taste in all mm. of our mouths because when you spend years investing in a show uh, that you just talk about endlessly with friends and family and whoever, and you just you can't wait to see what happens next, and then it ends the way it did, so disappointing. I remember you were talking about <laughs> you just said now, hey, like. <laughs> call the suicide hotline or whatever, take the rope mm-hmm. off. Like the new season of game of Thrones is coming. Don't kill yourself. I also remember, correct me if I'm wrong. You used to say that you wouldn't associate yourself with people who don't watch game of Thrones. Yes. That was actually a long held belief by me that, um, if you have never seen it, you are completely ignorant and that you don't want to enjoy something that is so amazing. Or if you've seen it and you don't like it, I would think so little of that person. I would actually, you know what, Rick, I hate to sound elitist, but I would automatically classify that person as not smart. I'd be like, you are not smart enough to understand it, and therefore you don't like it. There was no doubt in my mind that anyone who had seen it liked it if they understood it. And then season seven came out, and now I saw I saw the light. I, something, it was so bad that now uh, the show as, as a whole, if someone says, hey, that show sucked, I'd be like, man, okay whatever yeah, as yeah a whole. it's um i agree with you too because <laughs> before prior to the last season or even last two seasons if you want to go that far um yeah if someone didn't watch it you kind of looked at them like they were crazy like what's wrong with you you know yeah. like do you live under a rock do you not like amazing things like do you <laughs> do you do you hate rainbows pizza bacon like are you yep. is there something wrong with you and then yeah you're right the last like season came out and like it was just a disaster and um i read something and i believe you saw it too when one of our friends sent us a text uh, a link to a story where the the writers and the showrunners after a certain point i don't remember what season it was mm. they a- admitted after the finale that they just had no clue what they were doing 
they yeah. actually flat out said they said like hey after like I don't remember what it was season X like once they lost the source material from the books from George R. Yeah. R. Martin they just kind of winged it and they were like yeah we had no clue what we were doing <laughs> we just kind of like wrote shit down and filmed it and that was the most angry I think I've been about a show when yeah. the people who wrote it and created it were just like yeah we didn't, we, 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 didn't, we didn't fucking care so that, <laughs> that really that really hurt um yeah I talked about uncut gems as being a thing that I was really excited about I don't want to go into it too much because I talked about it in a previous episode mm-hmm. but uh uncut gems I was super excited for really let me down um I guess just to throw something else out there that um, I wasn't necessarily excited for, but I had high expectations for it because of things I previously read. Um, was uh-huh. unbelievable on Netflix. It's mm. um, a mini series about uh, it has to do with like sexual assault and um, oh, that's right, crime investigation. I might have talked about this in a previous episode too. And mm-hmm. I read things on like Google that reviews were like, "Hey, this might be the best Netflix show ever." Blah blah blah, and it was really. Um, disappointing not to like i don't think this is too much of a spoiler or spoiler for anyone but it's called unbelievable because uh the main character in the show the authorities um don't believe her and her story so -hmm. she comes to them she says hey i'm sexually assaulted don't believe you but if you actually watch the episode um she wavers so much in her story her facts change so often um, she can never get her details straight. So honestly, uh, it sounds awful. I don't know if I would have believed her if I were the cop in the show. Um, it wasn't like they didn't want to believe her. She was just actually very hard to believe. So that kind of mm. really put a damper on the whole show for me. <clears throat> and I hate to do this just to circle back around to Game of Thrones, Dean, because yeah. we were talking about obviously how great it is and how shitty it ended. Um, we just entered a new decade. So pretty recently, I've been mm-hmm. looking at... Um, countless lists of uh, websites, shows of the greatest uh, lists of greatest shows of the decade. And um, Game of Thrones was always on the list, but it was never uh, like in the top 10. Um, Oftentimes not even in the top 15. It really, that last like season or two, obviously really hurt it now. Talking for years about how it's the greatest show of all time. And then ends up being kind of just another show. So, so Rick, let me ask you this, uh, and I hate to, you know, kind of catch you off guard, but that's kind of what we do here. Uh, what would be your number one show of the decade? Um, because I have mine, and it's not close, in my opinion. Uh, I tell people that this is the best show I've ever seen. Wow, so, okay. Um, this is so funny that you ask me this, because, mm-hmm. um, like I just said, I have been looking at countless uh, lists for best TV shows of the decade, and a show that was repeatedly at number one mm-hmm. or very close to it was HBO's The Leftovers. I just binged really? it over the past couple of days. I hmm. loved it. That would be really? that would be my number one show of the decade. It is fantastic. It is from the Whoa. it is from the same writer who wrote Lost, which I, you know personally. I believe that I love Lost. Yeah, it's uh, the same guy who wrote Lost. It is a it's a beautiful show. It actually had such poor ratings and a poor following that it got canceled after only three seasons. Um, oh my god! 
but uh, the quality of the show is is fantastic. I actually think it serves it well that it was canceled after three seasons. I, I like shorter uh, TV series rather than long. Um, wow. But it is uh, a show that is extremely um, emotional. It's it's actually it's very depressing. Um, uh, it's uh, there's a lot of talk about uh, grief, purpose, science versus faith. Uh, how you move on with the loss of loved ones. Um, I understand how it could be a difficult watch for some people, especially early on, but that's a show uh, that I, even just in the past couple of days, watched and fell in love with. Wow. Well, that's definitely something that missed my list. I'll have to go back and check that out. But Rick, um, I thought that you were going to say my answer, which I think is the only right answer, and that would be Breaking Bad. Um, I tell everyone that I meet, that that was the best show I've ever seen. It's the last best show of the last 10 years. Um, however you want to slice it. I, I would definitely one of those guys who gushes about breaking bad every single time, but the leftovers, that's an interesting one. I've never, I mean, I've heard of it, but I've never really heard anyone that I've never met anyone that's watched it. So uh, pretty interesting. I'll definitely have to go back and check that out. Yeah. We, we only have one friend that I, at least before I watched it was pretty sure that he watched it. This is J- Justin. He kind of just watches yeah. everything and anything. He, there's no Who's rhyme favorite show. Like- his favorite show is Lost as well. Yes, it is so. actually. Um, so he, he actually really liked The Leftovers. I don't think as much as I did. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he, he watched it. And I don't I couldn't tell you another living soul who has watched this show. Yeah, I no. could probably ask every single person I know, and none of them has probably seen it. Um, it's a show that uh, requires a lot of thinking. Um, hmm. Just to... Just to Kind of, it's not a spoiler because they they tell you this in the beginning. But basically, the show is about how two uh, percent of the world's population uh, just vanishes one day. Okay, and you don't know where they went or why they went. And they kind of tell you from the start of the show that you're never going to find out. They don't tell you where they went. Huh. They don't tell you why, um, because much like life, we don't. Nothing, we don't know if they died or not, but a, a lot of times to mm-hmm. answer you don't to the get all questions, the answers. we don't have them. Yeah, we don't know yeah. where we go when we die. We don't know what happens. We don't know our, our purpose. And mm-hmm. the show isn't really about the disappearance of the people. It's about the people that stayed and how they deal with that. And okay. uh, uh, mm. beautiful show. And uh, it's, it's – it's, <laughs> while I really enjoyed it and it is a great show, I don't know because it's um, so sad. I don't know if it's something I'm going to go around telling people to watch because it is very weird. Um, mm-hmm. There are, it can be frustrating not getting all the answers, but I yeah. kind of like the, but the such is life. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and I <laughs> huh. thought it was beautiful. Wow. Very interesting. So that's definitely something that I will be um, definitely queuing up. And then also that get, might give a little bit of a, a notch in the belt to the HBO now, HBO go, whatever the streaming service is now called, which uh, there's going to be more of that in the coming episodes, but Rick onto the present and onto what we are reviewing. And that is, um, we're going to start with Amazon prime original, the boys. Um, Rick, you know, I, I think that with respect to you just watching it, I watched it at the end of summer. I think you might have some, some emotions that are fresh. So uh, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I would. I would love to. Um, yeah, I watched this fairly recently. I want to say I finished it up uh, maybe two weeks ago, potentially a little longer than that. But uh, it's pretty fresh in my mind. Um, 
So I will take the lead on this and say I'll give you the I'm going to give you the rating actually uh, right off the bat, and then I'll give you the review. Um, All right, let's hear because it. Because I I talked last week. We talked about the Mandalorian and how much we liked it. Mm-hmm. Right, we both were nine plus. I think you were nine five. I was nine two five. I think. Yep. Um, I said nine point two five for the Mandalorian, and I was originally going to say nine point five. But I said mm-hmm. in last week's episode that I had to dock at a couple points because of another show that I watched that I felt was better. Now, yeah. I love Mandalorian, but this show right here is the show that I liked even more. And the reason why mm-hmm. I had to move Mandalorian lower, The Boys for me is a 9.5. It is, aside from The Leftovers, it's the best show I've seen in a long time. I thought it was awesome. This is a show that I would also go around and recommend to everyone. I've been telling people recently, whenever talk of new shows, Netflix, et cetera, has come up, I've always brought up the boys. Um, mm-hmm. But to get into it more in the show in depth, um, it is a superhero show, but it's it's not your daddy's superhero show. This is a little different. Yep. And I think this is what makes it special is because it's a very um, – realistic as as realistic as you can get when it comes to superheroes uh interpretation of what life might be like uh if superheroes were real and existed uh in today's world now what happens is um in the boys the superheroes are at least uh let's say mentally and emotionally just like you and i in that um, just because they're a superhero doesn't mean they're a good guy. You know, uh, you watch yeah. a lot of the Marvel comic universe movies and the DC movies and really mm-hmm. any superhero movie for that matter is uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Black Panther. All these people are, they're pure of heart. They are. Yeah, they and they're morally sound all the time. Exactly. They always do the right thing. They're always good people. They'll sacrifice their lives for, the most insignificant of people because it is the right thing to do. Um, in the boys, uh, the most powerful of superheroes and talented of superheroes or whatever, they're jerks and they can get away with whatever they want because they're superheroes and no one could do anything about it. So if they were to say commit a crime or steal or do anything, they get away with it because who's going to stand up to uh, a superhero at the same time too. These superheroes are part of a uh, a business. They're they're marketed by uh, I think it's Vought maybe I, I don't remember the name of the business, uh, but mm-hmm. they are they're right. marketed for <laughs> yeah they're marketed for movies, uh, TV shows, uh, billboards, commercials, everything. So they're marketed to have this pristine, uh, can't do wrong. Um, image of themselves. So the, the regular everyday Joe, like you and I, Dean, um, we would mm-hmm. view them like we view them through like the, the Marvel characters and the DC characters as like these uh, fantastic pure of heart gods. And uh, what happens is the boys, which is the group of vigilantes who is basically trying to take down um, the superheroes who aren't really as good of guys as they say they are. They, commit crimes they mm-hmm. do wrong and the boys are the group of guys who are trying to take them down yep and rick excellent review uh excellent uh summary uh you know you covered everything that that i was gonna say 
as far as that goes. Um, yeah, you know, I liked your rating, 9.5. I was actually going to give it the same rating, 9.5 as well. Um, I thought this was fantastic. And Rick, like you were saying, it's very realistic in the sense of, you know, um, they're regular people just with superpowers. And it is it really does shine a light into the contrarian of, like, what's popular right now. Because the Marvel Cinematic Universe just released, what, 12 movies in the past you know, nine years and it's the number one box mm-hmm. selling or box office like smash Endgame was the number highest grossing movie ever. So um, anytime you have a superhero movie where they're not actually a- acting altruistic um, other shows that I could think of like the Watchmen, things like that, it makes you really think and go, huh, you know, if there really were super people running around, uh, obviously I am a regular man. I don't know if I'd be too comfortable with some of this stuff. So it definitely gave you a lot to think about, which was pretty cool. That's why I really liked it as well. And the show is very fast paced. It's well done. It's funny. Uh, the one thing that I've noticed with a lot of um, Amazon shows are that each episode, they kind of like to end it on like a, not a cliffhanger, but they like to lead into the next episode a little bit where mm-hmm. it'll be like, you know, something major will happen. And then you as the viewer might think, oh, you know, it's time for bed, but then it's just so good that you have to start another one. And that's really the spirit of the the streaming binge, um, you know, society that we have right now, not to be too philosophical. So The Boys really does a really good job with um, doing that and keeping you hanging episode by episode. Um, if you're not a binger and you want to watch it one a day, I feel like that'd be a really good way to get at it. But I don't know how you have that willpower to kind of not just watch it all in one sitting like I probably did. So, um, yeah, definitely was really cool. And, of course, there's a lot of characters, too, that, um, you know, like we were saying for Star Wars, that we didn't care if all the main characters just jumped off a cliff. Um, This one, they build um, such good characters and so much um, mystery and intrigue with a lot of them. And then also you get to see, um, as the show goes on, how it unravels and some of their motivations. They do a very good job of world-building, character-building, just fantastic stuff. And actually, Rick, this season ended with a, a really cool cliffhanger that makes us really excited for season two, which is dropping this summer. Um, they did release a trailer, but it was kind of didn't really release any um, information for the new season. But I will say, if you guys do watch this show per our recommendation, there is a really cool cliffhanger at the end of season one. So you might want to hold off until season two comes out so you can just power it right through. I, I completely agree. Yeah, this is um, I definitely maybe we got to uh, start our own a uh, a must watch list where we'll put shows that we I think give a nine or above on and mm-hmm. uh, compose a list for people that could look at and um, r- refer to it whenever they need a show to watch because I know sometimes when I uh, am looking for a new show to watch it can take me quite a while just to figure out what I want it to be. But you're right, exactly. this has um. An incredible uh, little cliffhanger at the end, which is really fun. Um, Dean, you're spot on too. Like the the world building is great, the character building is great. You do care whether or not these people die or not, which is which is fun. <laughs> um, there are no boring episodes. It's very well paced. Um, it's only eight episodes the first season, which me personally um, is a perfect season length for me. I don't really like. Mm-hmm long uh you know 20 plus episode seasons or anything i don't really like you know 16 15 uh 10 is cool for me as well but 8 to 10 is really the sweet spot i feel um super easy to binge uh, you're right dean it's once you watch it it's really hard to to put it down um but uh it's super fun 
it's very it's just a refreshing show it's really it's so mm-hmm. it's it's different than anything i've ever seen and in a world where you know everybody and anybody is making a show um it's really hard to be original and this is super super original oh definitely and um yeah th- for the originality points i mean that's kind of why Anything that, that we do give above a nine is pretty much because it's unlike anything that we've ever seen before. So extremely fast paced, a lot of fun, and definitely give we gave it our must watch um, with two 9.5s. Uh, Rick, I'm not really too sure how you feel about the second one. I just finished this, um, and that, of course, is The Witcher. So like I said off the top, you know, as someone who plays video games a lot, I, you know, I've been playing my whole life. Uh, th- I do know that The Witcher 3 came out pretty... Not recently, but it came out with this next console generation. And since, you know, the fact that it was a third iteration of a game, I didn't buy it because I was like, I don't know if I'll know what's happening, things like that. So I ended up skipping it, despite Witcher 3 winning Game of the Year for, I believe, Xbox One and PS4. Um, So I was a little bit surprised when I saw that Netflix was making a TV show about it because, you know, yeah, it won Game of the Year, but so did Fallout, so did um, a couple other games that I thought might have been more worthy of a, of a TV show or a movie, which um, is actually something that I'm going to touch on in a little bit. But anyway, I was a little bit surprised to see The Witcher, and then I heard it was the number one streamed show um, around, so I definitely watched it, and I really got into it. I thought it was very good. It was very um, Game of Thrones-esque in the sense that it was realmy. There were different locations and very um, magical elements. I mean, one of, the ma- one of the co-main characters is very magical, and of course The Witcher has powers too, where he could kind of force push people away and stuff. But I knew enough going into the show that, um, you know, this guy is a mutant. He's half human, half demon, and kills other monsters and things like that. I thought the show itself was very well done. It was fast-paced. Netflix really put a lot of time, energy, and effort into it. Of course, um, hiring Henry Cavill as Geralt, who is the main character. Um, And just because of that, it was just pretty well acted. The one thing that I will say, and one of my main knocks on it, is that it got a little bit confusing because it was revealed, I want to say around episode six or seven, that what you were watching for for the entirety of the show, so the previous six episodes, were actually different timelines. Um, So I got a little bit confused with stuff like that because... Um, you know, Rick, as you saw, as you saw, he was at a wedding with his bard, this guy that started following him around and then they did something. And then all of a sudden, like it sped up to the current storyline. So that whole part got a little bit confusing. Maybe it was just me. Maybe I wasn't paying attention close enough. I thought I was. So, um, aside from that little hiccup, in my opinion, um, I'm going to give the show an eight out of 10. I thought it was very good. If you don't like realms and, and things and magic like that, you might want to miss it. But, um, I thought as far as the show goes, it was entertaining. It was, it was fast paced, but it did get a little bit confusing and watching a lot in a row. It got a little bit heavy almost. Like I felt like I wanted to watch an episode of like, I don't know, like SpongeBob or family guy or something in between just to kind of cleanse the palate. Cause it was a lot of heavy, you know, names and, and things like that. So it wasn't as digestible as like some of the other shows, but all in all, I thought it was very good. Uh, Rick, what did you think of the Witcher and what was your um, knowledge base going into the show? Have you ever played the Witcher? Have you ever heard of it? Did you have any interest in it? Uh, never played the Witcher. Uh, yes, I have heard of it. Um, I might've texted you about this fairly recently, but I, much like I like reading uh, top shows of the decade and stuff, 
I'm very into the like watchmojo.com uh, videos on YouTube and stuff. They'll have top tens for anything you could think of, top ten horror movies, top ten uh, villains, top ten TV scenes, any anything you could think of. So I just watched a video actually that was the top twenty video games of the decade, and the two guys who come uh, composed the list said mm-hmm. that that was by far the most difficult list that they've ever had to do while working for Watch Mojo. And their number one game for the decade was Witcher 3. They said it is uh, fantastic. It's a masterpiece. It's absolutely the best um, game. It beat out every Mario game, which is, they're they're always nine plus for the Mario games and stuff. Um, Every, I mean, Call of Duty, whatever whatever game you want to think of, it beat it out. Um, So my knowledge, though, of the story uh, was... Next to nothing. I really knew almost nothing. Um, I will say, though, um, going into the show, uh, I did a little research on it. Um, mm-hmm. I use, I do that before any show I watch. So I was aware going into the show that there were different timelines. Um, okay. I, knew, I knew that going in. Um, I believe there were three different timelines uh, that were going on in the show. And even then, even knowing it though, I still mm-hmm. found it a little confusing. I had I had the prior knowledge, and I still thought it could get confusing anyway. Um, yeah, because the pace of the show it just felt contiguous. Like it felt like okay, he woke up, did this thing, then went here, then went there, and then meanwhile the um, other girl Siri was doing random stuff, and I was like, all right, so the castle just burned down, and now she's running through the woods. But then he's over here doing this stuff. It, the, I, I thought that the marriage of the three timelines was underwhelming. And, and then, I mean, it, it, when it all came together, I was like, aha, I see it. But even that was, um, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to go for like a nice reveal kind of thing. But I thought it was, um, they, they sacrificed a little bit of continuity, I would say, for that purpose. I, I agree. I'm actually someone who personally, I love time jumps. I love mm-hmm. different timelines. I love flashbacks. Um, that's something that I love to see in a show. Uh, obviously like lost. That's like, that's a perfect example. Um, another time jump show. Maybe I'll talk about it in a banter episode um, is 11, 63 with James Franco on Hulu. It's about the assassination of JFK. Um, that's a fantastic show. But um, in lost when, when they have jumps in time, there is some indicator to let you know that there is a, a, a change mm-hmm. in the timeline, whether it's like a sound or maybe it's a, a different uh, lens that's used for a uh, different like coloring of the, of the picture or something, you, you know okay. right away that the timeline has changed. Now in this, you're right. It's, it, it acts as if it's all on one timeline. It seems they don't um, really try to let you know that the timeline changes. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, did get very confusing. Oh, absolutely. And and because of that, I couldn't in good conscience give it anything higher than uh, what I gave it, which was about an eight. So, Rick, uh, another thing that I thought was interesting. Oh, so the one thing that I had prepared in my show notes that I wanted to kind of uh, ask you out of a whim. So, the, like I had mentioned, there are two main characters, or really three. Um, there's Geralt, who is the Witcher, 
There is um, Siri, which is his child of surprise, which is actually a very complicated thing. I didn't know. I knew about that going into it. That was a, it's a weird kind of custom, and the show is kind of predicated on this. And it's yes. not really a spoiler because you knowing this information will help you understand the show going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, a child of surprise is if or um, what, what do they just call it? Just the law of surprise. Law of surprise. That's it. Yeah. So the law of surprise is I could repay any debt by saying you could have what is mine that I don't know. So like let's just say at my house there's like a treasure chest that I've never seen before. That that is now yours. And most of the time it has to do with a child or a first burner or something. And mm-hmm. that's how Geralt kind of ties into Siri, but you don't see that until the very final scene of the um, season. But the other main character is a woman named Yennefer. So Rick, I'm gonna ask you <laughs> out of a cannon, hunchbacked, crooked jaw, Yennefer. She's coming at you. It's Friday night. Last call at the bar. You smash? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. I actually, when you brought her up, I, I knew this uh, I knew this question was coming. <laughs> yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Yennefer, um, when she starts off, she's like a Quasimodo-type character where she has like a very crooked jaw, and um, she has a hunchback, and she's like all like gangly and weird. And the, her father sells her to a mage um, because she had a conduit moment, which means that she now um, possesses magic. And um, through this, she goes to, I guess, witch school, learns mm-hmm. how to use magic. And then at the very final act that she does while she's there is that she um, gets a makeover, <laughs> for lack yeah. of a better term. Yeah. So <laughs> then throughout the rest of the show, she's kind of a looker. But Rick, hunchback. Crooked Jaw, what's going on? I think Hunchback, Crooked Jaw, it's just me and her at the bar. And no one will find out. No, no one will find out, and I've had too many. Honestly, <laughs> no, I absolutely not. I'll say the, I actually laughed out loud a couple mm-hmm. times seeing her on the screen. Now, you guys, you can't see me uh, listening you know, in your car or at home, but there were multiple times where she's facing away from the yeah. screen, from like the camera, but she turns her head over her shoulder yep. and like her, her back is incredibly hunched. Her jaw looks like she took a right hook from Mike Tyson and she <laughs> is busted. It's, 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 it's mm-hmm. incredible. And I literally LOL'd <laughs> a couple times <laughs> seeing her. Now, Post her plastic surgery, she's actually very attractive, and I would not say no to her. Uh, I would gladly uh, take her home after she gets fixed up. But uh, beforehand, <laughs> Dean, um, no. I, 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 I'm curious, <laughs> because you brought up the question, would you say yes? Because the Lord knows I wouldn't. And if oh, you no. did, I wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I, I mean, of course, listeners, I'm not into hunchbacks. I actually have a very beautiful, uh, normal, upright standing girlfriend. So Lex, if you're listening, uh, (laughs) you are (laughs) definitely, but all right guys. So I had a little bit of fun with that one. Um, just because I I knew that I'd get a good reaction out of Rick. Um, so Rick, what was your rating on the show? Um, I didn't give it yet, but, um, um, I'm going to give it a 6.5. Um, I enjoy it. But uh, not as much as you. Um, I, I agree. I do like stuff that is like Middle Earth, realms, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. 
But I think the timeline jumps um, and having like three main characters, it did kind of make it a little too confusing for its own good. I thought, um, I think the world is, it's a good world that they build in. Um, I'd like to know a little bit more about Geralt. Uh, I'm kind of clueless. Mm-hmm. I mean, about him still after a first season. Um, yeah, we know he's like a mutated human who's now a witcher, but other than that, I don't really mm-hmm. can't say I really know what makes Geralt tick. Um, that's fair. But uh, yeah, it got a little, I don't know. None of it really gripped me and none of it had me, I guess on the edge of my seat. It wasn't, um, th- see like, like the boys was hard to stop watching. I felt, I always mm-hmm. wanted to see what happened next, what happened next. I think you kind of said this too. Um, like you maybe want to watch an episode of SpongeBob in between. Um, I didn't have a problem putting this on pause and picking it back up a little later. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, it, it's not a bad show, it, um, but it's, I wouldn't say it's great either. Uh, if you go on like Rotten Tomatoes and you check out the reviews on this, um, it's pretty unlike mm-hmm. myself. I think it's pretty unlike both of us really. Um, but I'm closer to the critics on this than the audience. The critic score is probably like yeah. 66. Um, audience score is like 91 or something like that. So the people wow. obviously love this. It's It overtook Mandalorian for the most popular yeah. show. Um uh, it, it, I, I enjoyed it, it and uh, um, I'll watch season two, especially being that it's so popular. Um, mm. One thing I did read, I think I read this yesterday, um, because I, like I said, I know nothing about The Witcher aside from this first season I saw, and I don't know about about you. Mm. I read somewhere that um, this season, um, almost in its entirety, was a prologue to the main Witcher story so that now come season two, it'll be, I guess what, whatever takes place in the video games. Yeah. What the the main games are and and the books because they're books as well. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited and looking forward to season two. Um, not a bad show, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a little more. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense because it did tee up a good, um, it teed up what's next because um, the whole first part was basically they were looking for each other and um, the Witcher was just going on random adventures and stuff. So um, that actually does make a lot of sense. I will be watching out for season two with a, I'll be watching for that one very closely as, as I will with the boys. So Rick and audience, we gave you guys um, two good reviews of two pretty good shows um, by my estimation. I actually thought that we would come in a little bit higher on the Witcher but uh, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, like I said, I just bashed it for not being able to follow it a little bit and saying that it wasn't very um, digestible, and then I gave it an 8. So maybe that's something that I'm going to have to check myself with. But, Rick, I wanted to end the episode with a nice question, as we do all the time for our main episodes. And that is, and follow me here, follow me down this line of reasoning. With I'll comic follow books you anyway. Being... <laughs> thank you, thank Wherever you. Wherever you want to go, I'll follow you. <laughs> I, I love to hear that from from my tag team partner. But with with comic books and comic book movies and TV shows being the new moneymaker, um, is video games maybe the next enterprise of that? And, of course, The Boys and The Witcher were books and comic books, graphic novels, however you want to slice it. But um, the question I'm going to ask you, Rick, and the audience is, what video game could be made into a TV show or movie 
and why. And I have mine, and it's one of those things I hate to sound like very dismissive, but if it's not this answer, I would kind of question you why not that one. Maybe you've never played the game, but in my opinion, it's the best story of a video game I've ever played in my life. And I will let you guys ponder on that one. And Rick, I'll let you ponder on that one. But um, do you have anything else to say to the people or um, anything else to say about the Witcher, the boys or anything else? Um, Just one thing about the Witcher. I know you and I talked about it uh, briefly. Um, The law of surprise. Uh, It is a, huge part of the series so if anyone who hasn't watched it is going to watch it uh, um google the lost surprise uh, educate yourself a little bit on what it is and what it means because they don't do a very good job explaining it in the show mm-hmm. um so i think it'll really enhance your enjoyment of the show if you know what the law of surprise is beforehand it can be a little confusing complicated take your time read into it uh it, it, it's well mm-hmm. worth it it helps um other than that, though, man, I think that pretty much covers everything that we had to say about those two shows. All right. So um, thank you guys for listening once again, and uh, we look forward to hearing more content. But, Rick, don't you have uh, a little send-off for the people? I do have a little send-off, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right after because we have our banter episode that we're going to record right after this. I don't know when we're going to release it. So if you like the last banter episode, listen to our, our next one. That's where we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about what video games we think would make good TV shows and movies. So if you want to find out what we have to say about that, tune in and hang with your bros, love your hoes, and as always, guys, watch those shows. 